Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist, a confidence boost before your interview, or a last-minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. Hello, sweet one. I was playing a game with my friend the other day. The game is called, Would You Rather Be? The first question was, Would I rather be a dog or a cat? And although I love both, I picked a cat because I love the mix of freedom and pampering. The next question was, Would I rather be Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston? That was a tough choice to make because both are strong and sexy women. I always consider myself the girl next door, just like Aniston. But I do love how Angelina has put her love for her children above all else. And so Angelina won out. And then came the strangest of all questions. Would I rather be a door or a wall? And although the question seemed odd to me, the answer was easy. The answer was a door. Don't get me wrong. A wall is a stationary object that is strong and impenetrable and lasting. It holds up the roof and gives structure. But no warmth comes from a wall. No variation comes from a wall. No life comes from a wall. A door, on the contrary, is a moving object. It is strong yet yielding. It is welcoming and exposes one to adventures and opportunities. It allows for life to come in and for your life to go on journeys and see new worlds beyond your four walls. It opens up an incredible world for you, full of all types of possibilities. Doors are amazing structures. Doors are the perfect combination of opportunity to allow life to come in and out, and doors allow the protection from anything that may be contrary to our well-being. Yes, doors do protect us from the outside. Doors shelter us from harm, and everyone needs a level of protection and shelter from the outside world from time to time for a variety of reasons. But remember, anything to excess or for too long is a detriment to your health. Anything to the extremes is counter to a balanced and healthy life. Just as you may need protection and shelter, your soul also needs to be nourished and that only happens when you open that door to life. So, if a door is in an unlocked position so it doesn't become rigid and keep me from life's opportunities, 
then I will always pick a door over a wall. And you should too. I know how hard it is to venture out of your comfort zone, to open your heart to another, to tell them stories you thought that you would never share, to put another's wants and needs before your own. This venture to share yourself with another is hard, very hard. It's hard because you need to protect your heart, and yet, at the same time, your heart yearns for another's warmth, another's love. And when this venture turns to love, you know it is worth all of the risk that you took with your heart. Yet sadly, when you find yourself alone on this journey, you question why you ever allowed yourself to venture out and to be hurt, and you swear that you will never do it again. You will never venture out again. You will never make the same mistakes again. But please know that you will. You must. You must venture out again, for keeping a door in a locked position is a stagnant existence void of life and the joys that follow. You must venture out because you may be alone now, but didn't the journey provide you periods of joy, of happiness, of love? And even if you basked in that love for a brief and fleeting moment, was that not worth the hurt? And when you venture out, you will make many of what you consider mistakes again. Because what you did were not mistakes. You did not make a mistake to open yourself, your heart, your soul to another. It is beautiful. It is the way that love is supposed to be. And you are about love. Only a cold person can treat love with calculated intense. And only a cold person will find that their methodical ways will yield them no love at all. For who could love a computer? Who could love a statistic? Who can love an experiment? You want true love without any holes on your heart. So nothing you did was a mistake. You may have learned things that you might want to do differently, and you might have learned what type of people are deserving of your heart. But you did not make a mistake. You have learned, and learning is never a mistake. It takes you to the next level, and that only heightens your soul's knowledge and your heart's capacity of love. And so, sweet one, I celebrate you for opening your door. And in a celebration, I do have a story. But first, let's take a break to hear from our sponsor. Anchor.fm is a platform that I use to bring the podcast to you every week. I chose them because they make podcasting easy with everything I need 
all in one place and all for free. I am able to record from anywhere, monetize my podcast, podcast with friends, have people leave audio messages, distribute my podcast to other sites, and so much more. If you are thinking of making a podcast, think anchor.fm. And with that said, I want to now tell you about the story. And this one is about love, and it's from the book on the works of Leo Tolstoy. Love, Chapter 1, The Hut A shoemaker named Simon, who had neither house nor land of his own, lived with his wife and children in a peasant's hut, and earned his living by his work. Work was cheap, but bread was dear, and what he earned he spent for food. The man and his wife had but one sheepskin coat between them for winter wear, and even that was worn to tatters. And this was the second year he'd been wanting to buy sheepskins for a new coat. Before winter, Simon saved up a little money. A three-ruble note lay hidden in his wife's box, and five rubles and twenty kopecks were owed him by customers in the village. So one morning he prepared to go to the village to buy the sheepskins. He put on over his shirt his wife's wadded nakeen jacket, and over that he put his own cloth coat. He took the three-ruble note in his pocket, cut himself a stick to serve as a staff, and started off. After breakfast, I'll collect the five rubles that are due to me, thought he. Add the three I've gotten, and that will be enough to buy sheepskins for the winter coat. He came to the village and called at a peasant's hut, but the man was not at home. The peasant's wife promised that the money should be paid next week, but she would not pay it herself. Then Simon called in another peasant, but this one swore he had no money and would only pay twenty kopecks which he owed for a pair of boots that Simon had mended. Simon then tried to buy the sheepskins on credit, but the dealer would not trust him. Bring your money, he said. Then you may have your pick of the skins. We know what debt collecting is like. So all the business the shoemaker did was to get the twenty kopecks for boots that he had mended and to take a pair of felt boots a peasant gave him to sole with leather. Simon felt downhearted. He spent the twenty kopecks on vodka and started homeward without having bought any skins. In the morning, he felt the frost, but now, after drinking the vodka, he felt warm, even without a sheepskin coat. He trudged along, striking his stick on the frozen earth with one hand and swinging the felt boots with the other and talking to himself. I'm quite warm, he said, though I have no sheepskin coat. I had a drop, and it runs through all of my veins. I need no sheepskins. I go along and I don't worry about anything. That's the sort of man that I am. What do I care? I can live without sheepskins. I don't need them. My wife will threat, to be sure, and true enough, it is a shame. One works all day long and then does not get paid. 
stop a bit. If you don't bring that money along, sure enough, I'll skin you. Blessed if I don't. How's that? He pays 20 kopecks at a time. What can I do with 20 kopecks? Drink it. That's all one can do. Hard up, he says he is. So he may be, but what about me? You have a house and cattle and everything. I've only what I stand up in. You have corn of your growing. I have to buy every corn. Do what I will. I must spend three rubles every week for bread alone. I come home and find the bread all used up, and I have to fork out another ruble and a half. So just pay up what you owe and no nonsense about it. But this time he had nearly reached the shrine at the bend of the road. And looking up, he saw something whitish behind the shrine. The daylight was fading, and the shoemaker peered at the thing without being able to make out what it was. There was no white stone before. Can it be an ox? It's not too white. And what could a man be doing there? He came closer so that it was clearly visible, and to his surprise, it really was a man. Alive or dead, sitting naked, leaning motionless against the shrine. Terror seized the shoemaker, and he thought, Someone has killed him, stripped him, and left him here. If I meddle, I shall surely get into trouble. So the shoemaker went on, and he passed in front of the shrine so that he could not see the man. When he had gone some way, he looked back and saw that the man was no longer leaning against the shrine, but he was moving as if looking toward him. The shoemaker felt more frightened than ever before and thought, shall I go back to him, or shall I go on? If I go near him, something dreadful may happen. Who knows who this fellow is? He has not come here for any good, and if I go near him, he may jump up and throttle me, and there will be no getting away. Or if not, he'd still be a burden on one's hands, what could I do with a naked man? I couldn't give him my last clothes. Heaven only helped me to get away. So the shoemaker hurried on, leaving the shrine behind him, when suddenly his conscience smoked him, and he stopped in the road. What are you doing, Simon, he said to himself. The man may be dying of want, and you slipped past afraid. Have you grown so rich so as to be afraid of robbers? Ah, Simon, shame on you. So he turned back and went up to the man. And that is Chapter 1 of Love by Leo Tolstoy. If you'd like to know how it continues on, please stay tuned for next week. And in the meantime, remember, the theme for today is love and being a door and not a wall, of showing that you're brave enough to open that door and let good things come in and allow yourself to experience the wonderness of the outside beyond your four walls. And until next time, good night.